podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Hello, welcome to another Touchline. No, it's not Touchline, it's Touchy Gooners. Wow. Okay, I'll leave this bit in because it's authentic, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you know I don't even know why I'm introducing it as touchy, as Touchline Frackers because I haven't hosted Touchline Frackers for a minute. But yeah, it's uh, it's another Touchy Gooners podcast. My name's Lewis. Um, I'm joined by uh, Sean and uh, we've got German Dan on the pod and uh, Shabs will be joining us a bit later. How you doing, lads? Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, all good, man. Um, before we start, make sure to use the hashtag TouchlineFreckers. Give us a follow on Touchy Gooners um, for all your Arsenal news and opinions. Uh, try to get us up to that thousand follower mark in it. Um, Sean, let's start with you because um, you haven't been on since your main guy got uh, appointed, which I'm a bit surprised about. I thought you'd be chomping at the bit to get on the podcast. But um, yeah, go on, give us your views on how the first, what was it, like two weeks now? How the first two weeks have panned out under Arteta so far? 
Oh, bro, yeah, man. Even much better than I thought, man. I've been, I've been a nitty, man. Honestly, the amount of like articles and videos I've been watching on Arteta is non-stop. Like, even at work, like, I'm sure my manager is going to be questioning my productivity soon because I'm ridiculous. Like, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> reading and watching everything. So, yeah, no, nah, man. I've been, um, been very impressed from the first game. There's, there's sound bites from every single game: the Bournemouth, the Chelsea, United, and the Leeds game. Um, different things that I picked up in every single game um, that that Arteta's done. So and yeah, start with the Bournemouth game then. Uh, so the Bournemouth one, um, I, I think it was very clear that 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 we saw that structure was pretty evident from from the get go. We saw um, uh, little sound bites. We saw Ainsley Maitland Niles um, sort of tucking in um, from the right back position to play as a as an auxiliary midfielder. Um, that game as well, we had Saka. Was it Saka or was it Kalasinac? I can't remember. So one of them. Yeah, Saka, yeah. But the left-back was pushed so, 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 so high as well. So, um, And with that, um, we sort of dropped Dav- uh, Granit Xhaka, uh, sort of Granit to David Luiz. So um, another body to help in the build-up. And um, and then, yeah, and um, we, we, we sort of had a, a structure and a system in place to find Ozil's the spare man a lot in that game, I remember. And... Um, we we found Lacazette in a lot of shooting positions, but unfortunately, um, his um, Nelson and and um, Saka and product was quite poor that game. So um, and that 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 was definitely a game we should have won. Um, and I even remember Willock at the end had a, had an opportunity which he wasted as well. So um, so unfortunately that that was a a, a decent point for uh, for the first game. But yeah, um, and then we moved on to Chelsea, which I today watching that back, I thought that was our most impressive out of all of the performances I've seen so far. Um, Across the, first... the 90 or just in, no, in yeah, terms of that okay. first 45 minutes? Yeah, in the, the first 45. So across every single game that I've watched, so the Bournemouth, the Chelsea United um, and the Leeds one, I thought the first 35 minutes of that Chelsea one, that was so it was so relentless. Um, and unfortunately, we had things go against us. I thought um, Chambers was playing really well until he had to come off. So, um, And obviously we know about Mustafi, so that wasn't great. Um, and obviously the Jorginho sub did come on and, and, and change the game. Um, but he, And we were under a lot of territorial stress in that game once once they did sort of make that change because we couldn't keep up the intensity. But um, and, and that sort of led to the, the mistakes which ultimately cost us the game as well. But I saw a lot of sound bites from that game as well. And, and as you saw, the, the crowd really responded well to that game even though we lost and even though it was a London derby because you could see positive um, aspects and positive sound bites. And then... Um, what happened three days later? We played United, and um, it was uh, it wasn't as intense. It, it was it was still intense, but it wasn't as intense as that first thirty-five against Chelsea. And um, no, it was great. The first forty-five played them off the park. We were two 0 up. Should have been about four or five nil up. Um, and then second half, we we were we were resolute as well, and we still sort of posed that threat on the counter as well in the second half. So um, so it was really really good. And um, Leeds on Monday night. Um, Arteta rung a few changes. You had Gwen Doozy in. Um, Socrates a right back, which I was a bit amused by. Um, he played a stronger team than I thought he was going to play. But in essence, uh, in hindsight, watching that game back, it was right for him to um, have played that team because if if he had played a younger team, I think we would have got pammed. We got pammed in the first half anyway. But if he had played um, a lot of the youngsters, I think we would have got played off the park. Um, what, what, like do you think, what do you think was the thinking behind playing such a strong team? Was it like to try and uh, keep? Uh, yeah, well, like, I, I mean, a I, consistency I, I going. Right yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think his um, his main priorities at the moment are to build the fitness levels of the players. So, and we had um, if if you think between 
the United game on New Year's Day and um, the Leeds game. We had we had we had five days in between. Do you know what I mean? So there was enough time. I think you gave them. You said uh, two days off after the United game. So they had two days off, and then they had a, a, another three days to work towards the the Leeds game as well. So um, so I, I don't I don't think that's much of an issue. And I guess if we're of the opinion that our season is over from a league league perspective, um, he he's he's obviously said that. He, he he values the FA Cup as well, so um, so so it was decent. But also, just just generally speaking, um, Leeds are a good side. I, th- I think we all saw that in the first half of um of the game on Monday as well. So and um, we all expect them to be in the Premier League next season. Um, and I expect them to pop a lot of teams in the Premier League next season just because of um, uh, Marco Bielsa, who is the sort of the reference point for a lot of managers. Um, Pep, Klopp, oh, sorry, yeah, Pep, Poch. Um, they've all taken sound bites from from his um, from his sort of even Arteta, page. yeah, yeah, even Arteta as well. So if Arteta's uh, taken stuff from Pep, who's taken stuff from Bielsa, you know what I mean, so, so they've all got sort of similar philosophies as well in terms of um, Bielsa is very um, big on sort of the positional sense, man to man as well, and, and and we struggled to get out of that in the first half as well. So um, so that that was a real shame. We weren't great generally as well. We were quite low intensity first half as well. And I was thinking after that first half, oh, maybe we should um, drop somebody else into midfield, um, yeah, to to help uh, Jacques and Guendouzi who are being outnumbered. But in essence, and what we saw from after the game, what Arteta said, it was it seemed more an attitude problem because he, he said uh, we didn't win a duel until the, until the 35th minute, and he obviously wasn't happy with that. He gave, he gave the team the the proverbial hair dry treatment mm. at half time. And the team came out very, very different. Um, so it, di- it didn't seem to be a personal thing because essentially, even though Leeds are a very good team and structurally they're set up very well, we're still a much better team than they are. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and, and I think Arteta tried to, con- he, he said he tried to convey that to them at, at the start. You know, this comes back to sort of the non-negotiables he often talks about in terms of it's the attitude and the desire mm-hmm. and, and, and the work rate. And once we had that, the quality eventually told as well because we could have scored a couple in the second half ourselves as well and I, I think it's essentially we did deserve to win it mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was only it was only once we had the attitude and desire right because we were very very lucky not to be down by two or three dan let me bring you into the conversation um did you are you a bit concerned that we we're only able to string together 45 minute performances at the moment so i'm not too concerned about um just being able to play for 45 minutes at the moment um, uh, I recognise that this is like a learning curve. It's like it's a process, really. Um, ultimately, it's the team getting getting used to this this style of playing. And I still think we can get Ws playing like this. So um, against Leeds, we got the W um, playing forty five minutes, <laughs> and then um, against Chelsea, we could have done it as well. Um, having better options off the bench, I believe we could have probably won that game, or at least got a result out of it. So I still think we can get results, um, even just being able to play forty five minutes. And um, ultimately, um, in six to eight weeks, um, hopefully the players are up to speed and um, we'll be able to play maybe for 60 minutes, 65. And then um, most of our performances will be much more dominant um, and carrying into both halves. So um, I'm not so, too, so are you going to measure worried. Arteta's, uh, basically his influence on the team by how, in, how long we can keep this intensity in per game? Not only, but... In, and also, the, it's not necessarily intensity. It's also um, keeping the ball. So we struggled in the Chelsea and um, Leeds game. And to some parts, also the United came controlling the ball. So we controlled the game against United, but without the ball, as, and not as, with the ball as much. 
Um, and, and Chelsea, we lost control. And Leeds first half, we didn't have control. So I'd like to just have greater control, even if it's not as intense. So um, perhaps we do the first 25 minutes, start a really strong um, get one or two goals and then just control the game rather than playing very intense for 45 minutes. Um, and I think probably something, that was probably the plan, um, but we just haven't been able to be as clear um, by half-time for all the games. So against Chelsea, we've got what one goal. Against United, we've got two goals, should have got more. Against Chelsea, we should have got more. So in some way, if the finishing results and um, better, better goals or better results straight away in the first 25, 30 minutes of the game, we then will be able to come um, control the game for longer periods, I believe, because we won't exhaust ourselves to the end of half-time. Um, so when that kind of kicks in, it will then allow us to prolong control. And this is what I'm going to be judging on. Mm-hmm. So how long can we control the game? How well can we control difficult periods of the game? Um, United was a good good, good, um, good, good, good game to watch in that regard. And also Leeds was a very good response in the second half. Um, obviously, the players just came out first half. And for what? This is one thing that Atata also mentioned, actually. He said... Sometimes they'll have to, they'll have, I will tell them, I will tell them things that will happen on the pitch and they won't believe me until they happen. And I think Leeds was one of them games and they just thought, yeah. They had Emery for 18 months and Emery was probably telling them every team plays at Leeds and they just, <laughs> it just wasn't the case. And then when they actually really faced that type of intensity and pressure and where they were going to attack us and how they were going to attack us, the players realised, OK, this manager doesn't know what he's talking about and the second half was completely different. Mm, fair enough. Well, let me bring Shabs into the conversation because Shabs, unfortunately, he's been he's been absent for the last for the first part of the pod because he's been too busy on Twitter salivating over Stormzy's response to Wiley. <laughs> hey, Stormzy's rude, isn't it? <laughs> that's, all can, that's all I can say about that. So, man, mum's banged up a No board. respect. Listen, free... Oh, man, let me not even say nothing else. So, man, <laughs> so, I don't, I don't so want these no mum's in Iron you know. Way I don't want no smoke with another reason. Free the man is the Heathrow Terminal Four. Shams, that's um, what I heard. Shams, Dan spoke a lot about um, control, and mm. it seems to me, just by looking, that the games we've lost control in, Genduzi has been part of the midfield. Now, mm. is that me putting one and one together and getting thirteen, or is there some substance to that? <laughs> Um, it's probably a bit of both, in 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 my opinion. Um, I don't believe that Gwendozi helps. Gwendozi isn't a part of Arsenal's most balanced midfield, so him being used in any combination um, at the moment for me doesn't provide the best balance. Um, and then, you know, like I've had some thoughts on Gwendozi. I like the kid. I don't want to be too critical of him. Um, you know, he's obviously raw. Talent. Um, he hasn't had the best of coaches since coming into um, Arsenal. All that said, he still performed reasonably well. But um, I don't want us to get into a point where we just have this over reliance on on him, or he's built up to be better than 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 his current ability suggests. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's part of the... I don't think he's necessarily a part of the solution for us for right now. Um, that said, I can't blame him for loads of loads of stuff that's happened. Now, I think the comments that Dan made about control, um, some of that is about the quality of midfielder that we have. And do we have enough quality in the middle of the park to be able to control games? Um, you know, so when you look at, when you look at the teams... Or when you look at the top teams in the league or in European football as well, they've always got a maestro, 
always got a maestro, someone who could just dictate the pace of the game, who knows when to put their foot on the ball, when to speed it up, when to slow it down. And, you know, arguably Arsenal haven't had that playoff for some time. I'd say it's like since Carzula was the last um, dictator, I'd say, in our midfield. Correct me if I'm mistaken. So... Last good, I think, last good dictator, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last good dictator, you know, in our side. So I think some <laughs> of it will come with... Um, if there is such thing as a good dictator, I don't know. I was going to say that the word dictator <laughs> yeah. is kind of mad, man. Yeah. Depends but what side of the political spectrum you are, innit? Orchestra. Well, we won't get into all that war talk, because it's a bit of a yeah. subject. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think so, some of it will come with familiarity and like Arteta having more time with these players. I think, like, as well as he's done so far, I, and as excited as I am about him, I don't want to get carried away. Mm. Um, you know, I'm just really taking it each game as it comes. I like the challenges that he's had so far in terms of his start to Arsenal because he's he hasn't had the easiest of starts. Mm. And to be fair, he's responded well, and I think that's buying him a lot of, 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 of good faith with fans. Not only are we so excited for the change and the promise of good football but it's how he's responded and how he's acted in moments and I think the big questions that have been asked of him by and large he's answered I think you could say the Chelsea game um, to Jorginho he was too slow to respond to that specific um, to that specific issue but then you can also ask the question what could he have done and when should he have made the changes and does he really have enough and this is when it comes down to the board really needing to to, to, to back him mm-hmm. so yeah I am not looking f- I'm not looking for so much from him I suppose my expectation of him so far especially for this season in the league isn't that isn't that high I do just want to see I am just happy to see um, more positive football like I actually got out to a game I actually went to Leeds on Monday you so know, you only just sing because when you're winning, basically. Glory hunter. I only sing when I'm winning. Yeah. I sing when things are bad, but it's, it's, it's hard for me because I am one of them, man. No, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. don't like, it'll right off, yeah, no, right. Arsenal <laughs> lost right off my my everything, right off my day. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm trying starting to, to approach that territory please. because after that Chelsea defeat, yeah, I can't lie, I was a bit crushed, and I haven't been crushed by a defeat for quite a while. Like, I've been angry. Because I, yeah, because I've because yeah. I've been expecting it, but that one hit like that one hit like it was ten years ago. Do you know what I mean? You know where you, you yeah. smash up your room like and when, when when the teletext shows you there's a goal that's gone and you're like two one down to Norwich. Like, Fuck it out. Fuck it. Do you know what? Do you know what? Though? That's 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 how you know like you proper care again. Like I I'd felt numb throughout the whole Emery era in it like for time for time. Like, I I didn't care like. I was like, oh, Arsenal lost that, like, cool, whatever, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But like, literally, like we all said it in the chat as well. After the Bournemouth game, we were just excited. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And after the first 35 minutes against Chelsea, I was even more excited. All right, cool, the game didn't pan out ideally how we would have liked. However, do you know what I mean? So you've seen how fans react. If you give fans a glimmer of hope, you know, fans will be onside, bro. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, just, hey, your hand. just and, going and back to that point, Sean, like I found it really interesting that for a... FA Cup game on a Monday night, fifty-eight thousand people turned up. Bro, because and, and it, under Emery, that would have been probably half. Yeah, because yes. people people have seen stuff to buy into. Do you know what I mean? So it, 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 that's it, it man. Like, like what, what, whatever side side of the coin, whether you're like a philosopher, whether you're a passion merchant, do you know what I mean? So under Arteta, you've seen positive signs in various different aspects in it. So it's very very easy to buy into. Like as a fan as well, even if like. 
you're not going to go into great detail. Like the fact that the team are just running like more, they're showing greater intensity. That is something which you can get behind. Mm-hmm. And I think Arteta, that was the first thing Arteta said in his press conference. He was like, in terms of creating a connection with the fans, he was like, listen, once you apply yourself, the fans will react with that regardless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They will off that energy that you give to them. And in both games, he understands that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think he really understands that. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, can I just add as well from the perspective, like being at the game as well. And I, I I've been there. Like I, you know, it's not it's not a new thing for me to like go to games, be at games. I've, I've like, you know, I do get to games, loads of games every season. But that atmosphere was largely positive. So it's not just that fifty eight thousand fans turned up on a Monday night. I've been there three o'clock on a on a Saturday afternoon, sixty thousand fans, and we ain't made noise. So there was noise. The fans were active. There was lots of like um, positivity, even though we didn't start well. And the Leeds fans, like their fans, are proper. They're hardcore. They came down. They were on it. They were singing, um, you know. But we 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 kind of matched them. You know, we gave as good as we got in terms of the fans, and I think that get, that gave the players something to think about as well. So even when we weren't playing well um, in the first half, and even when some of the performance, like Holding, didn't have a particularly good game, but there was still a good, by and large, like there was still a good reception towards him, and there was. There was encouragement, and you know sometimes when um, Start in the atmosphere, stadium, yeah, or play, or or it just gets nervous whenever a player touches the ball. It gets a bit nervous, and you can feel that, and that translates onto the pitch. But I think by and large there was encouragement, um, and there was an acknowledgement of, of of the players who did try, who really tried well. Um, what, what do you, you what know? Do you got guys, us out of trouble. Yo, what do you guys? Hold on, I, I'd like to go back on the Gondizi point go on. about the mid- control of midfield. Um, before before we go on um, on the next one, because um, I think I think um, I think Wanduzi be very interesting to watch for the next six months. Because I, I I was very critical of him in the in the Leeds game. I, I can't lie, he was infuriating me. And um, in a way, in the in, in the, the first way, half, I, yeah, yeah, he was infuriating. First half, second half, he was very good. Um, yeah, second half, he improved. He improved a lot. Yeah. So I look at Wanduzi. It's like I I kind of compare him to like when the rapper got when a rapper gets signed to a record label and there used to be like a battle rapper or like a street rapper just battling on a street corner. Cassidy. And they used to... F- yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy in 2002 or something. On the street corner rapping, um, freestyling. And he's, he excels in this. So when he, when he just can, can do what he wants kind of thing, he excels. But when he has to put down a record, when he has to put something on wax, when he has to be on a beat, when he has, when he has to be on beat and not off beat, it kind of is like he, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to let the shackles um limit him and he just ends up doing what he wants. So that's what Gondudi does sometimes. He's just like that first half was was synonymous for me in the way that he's just it looks like not only him of course um he was by and large a contributing factor um other players of course as well but he he would just kind of do what he wants. I know that um for example that Atat was the players to play the ball quickly um and Gondudi would um dwell on the ball like he always does. Um, would kind of um, um, like uh, t- take do passes that I don't think are really on, or play passes when players are not asking for the ball or showing for it. So it was just like he's doing what he wants, kind of thing. But when when he uh, when he want, when he does that and uh, is required when there's chaos, it comes off. Like the Aston Villa game, for example, that was his best game for us, and he he was freestyling. He was he was spitting sixty four bars. Spitting them bars, yeah. Then, and every bar was a punchline. Do you know what, Daniel? Yeah. Can, I, can I tell you the story about when I was a rapper for a month? 
You were a rapper from Well, Lee was on Smack DVD. I was a rapper from Outside. I had MySpace and everything, yeah? And. Um, <laughs> Risky roads in there. I was trying to. I was Lewis, trying to uh, replicate Scratchy. Yeah. Lewis oh wow. Scratchy was my idol, right? I am finished. Okay, Scratchy was my idol. I, I even oh. wore my hair like him. Yeah. <laughs> but it obviously it ended because I felt like I was good. Yeah. So when I wrote the bars down on paper, yeah, it looked good. Like I used a lot of big words that rhymed and stuff. But well, when it actually. Encyclopedias, dictionaries, the lot. Yeah. In body. I was, I was, <laughs> I was conscious rap here before anyone even knew what conscious rap was, isn't it? Uh, I'm done. I'm done. But I'm my done. my career dramatically came to a close when I realised that I got the mic you know? and I didn't actually know what I was doing. Like I couldn't just say the words, you know, and I didn't know what to do on the beat. So yeah, I was a rapper for all of a month. You know, I made two classics. Uh, you know, a couple thousand Classic. views on MySpace. Uh, that's my claim to fame right. in the rap game. Um, but yeah. What was your rap name? Um, well, so I can't remember my rap name. But then no. once don't I lie, went, don't no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I actually don't remember my rap name. But rap name. shortly after. Because you know, uh, all 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 bad rappers. Where you know, it's like if you can't play football become a PE teacher right so what I did was I become a beats maker so then I changed my <laughs> I changed my uh, my uh, production name to L.R. Productions and then I started oh, making beats <laughs> and then that lasted all of about two months as well because then I, uh, the, my, uh, my free trial on Fruity Loops expired and I didn't want to pay for Did print. you make any money off this music? Oh, yeah, I sold a beat to someone for like 30 quid. I think his name was like Temper, Temper G or something like that. It was some ripoff of Temper oh. T. Yeah, yeah. So I sold a beat to him for like 30 quid. He, he liked it. Um, but yeah, uh, that was my story of, 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 of you know, um, they might make a documentary about me one day, you know? A bit like um, quick question. I How's that tie in with Gwendozy being a freestyler? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You'd have signed I just him. thought I should share that story, you know. I just thought I should share no, that story. Fair, uh, but um, I like that anecdote. Yeah, like that uh, anecdote, just going man. back to the Leeds game then, because obviously we saw um, we saw that we were kind of like overrun. It was a very Emery esque performance in the first half. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. then I, did, I I really struggled to to point out what actually changed in the second half. I don't know if it's because Leeds faded. I don't know if it's because we upped the intensity. I, I don't. Were we more motivated? I didn't really see a a clear tactical change. It just seemed more focus and willingness to get on the ball and take charge of the game a little bit more maybe we played a little bit higher but i didn't actually see many changes uh what do you guys think of that we were we weren't great in the second half by the way we just we just pulled off the win we performed marginally better than we did in the first half and i think leads leads dropped off a little bit but i i don't know i don't know if i agree marginally it was like a stark difference to me you know what i mean but for me that that was about attitude it was about attitude. So, so with, with what you asked, what changed? The attitude changed, and I think we came out different. And I, I think you can, you can, you can tell that those players got told off. They must have got a body kid, um, you know, because it wasn't good enough. It was this whole thing of the, like, you know, it was this whole Emery thing, like just failing to, you know, what I always say, like in football, do the basics right, 
and we just weren't doing the basics right in terms of being able to string passes together. And yeah, we, we do, you know, want to play out from the back. That's the style, that's the identity. But we weren't able to string five, ten yard passes in the first half. It was it was it was it was horrible. So the second half, the attitude comes, they take the game a bit more seriously. All of a sudden, we can make that five yard pass. All of a sudden the player's moving towards the ball to receive it. All of us like it's those tiny, tiny things that happen. And I think that's why you can't see like there was an obvious change. Because I don't think there was an obvious change. There wasn't a tactical shift. There wasn't a. Um, was it even necessarily a change of pace or intensity for, for for me from the way I I I watched the game? It did just seem to be like attitudinal. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. I think they came out of the blocks very quickly in the, in the second half. Gone. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think they came out of the blocks in the second half so quickly, and they were pressing lead, and we got the ball back. It was, it was pushing up the field, and also when the ball broke down, that we were much quicker to gain press, which we didn't do at all in the, in, the, in the first half. Basically, when the ball broke down, Leeds had it. We wouldn't win the first ball, wouldn't win the second ball, and we wouldn't even contest for it. And when we did, it was very disjointed. So, and then in the second half, all of a sudden. They were swarming together, pressing together, winning the ball together. And whenever we had the ball, I, I don't necessarily think the quality was amazing, but we finally managed to find the spare man, which I, I obviously always emphasises that we need to find the spare man, put people in with passes, then find the spare man. And all of a sudden, what in the first half, it was had seven, seven touches of the ball. And then within the next 10 minutes, he had over, over 10 touches. So it was just like finding Ozil and then all of a sudden, obviously, he can orchestrate some sort of um, cohesive attacks that we then that we then started, and um, I think we could we could have, could have scored a couple of goals. Um, so I think that's what mainly what it was. We we managed to improve our press, uh, press them high up the field, and also managed to find the spare man. Okay, um, that's fair. I think I think that probably illustrates what I saw as well. Um, it, it wasn't particularly obvious to me, but. Um, and Sean, I want to ask you about a few performances. Well, yeah, two two in particular. So, uh, I believe you still have Stocks and Reese Nelson. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, cool. Just wanted to check because you know things change quickly in football. <laughs> things change quickly. No, 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 yeah. no, Because no, I've got, I've got, I've got money with Leroy on this. So cool. Still, I've still got, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, so he showed some nice touches. I believe he only touched the ball. Let me just get the stats here. Twenty-four touches in the game. And I, I think, like, in the first half, he only had, like, 11 touches or something like that. He, he, a lot of those touches looked nice, but I don't believe he had a real influence on the game. Obviously, he scored his goal. Um, tell me something positive about Reese Nelson. Like, sell him to me, please, because I, I, I'm not feeling the kid right now. I'm not, I'm not feeling him. And he, in my eyes, out of all of them, he's the worst. Yeah, no, uh, do you know, the, the thing is, yeah, I can totally understand why a lot of people are not big on him. Like I, 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 I can, I can totally understand that. How so? The reasons why I am big on him is that I think technically he's one of the cleanest out of all the youngsters we have. He hasn't looked spectacular. I will totally accept that. He hasn't 
been um he hasn't really stood out. He 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 hasn't done a great, great deal. And and I totally get that. What sort of fills me with confidence, however, now though, is that um and I don't know if you guys read that athletic article on him earlier on today as well, is that he he's yes, um, yes. someone who 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 needs to be coached as well, which is why I'm 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 really happy that um, Arteta is, is is here now as well, and and it's just uh, it's kind of systematic with all our young players as well. Is that they need direction? Do you know what I mean? So one of the things Arteta says about him is that he's always asking questions, and that he's willing to he's willing to listen and learn. Um, so while he hasn't been overly penetrative so far, he has actually shown a lot more aggression, I think, since Arteta's come in in terms of his his, his runs on and off the ball. Um, obviously, it hasn't translated into quality in the final third at the moment. But um, I guess my standpoint on this, which is which is what I've always been, is that I do not believe that um, youngsters develop at the, at the same rates. Um, so not everyone can be a, a Fabregas or a Rooney where they're elite at 16, year old, 16 years old, isn't it? People develop at different rates. Um, and I, I, I just still think he's going to come good. For, for me personally, I just I don't want to... And I and I might be totally wrong against this. This this is why like I have this bet with Leroy. Like I might be in like eighteen months' time, I might re- revise my opinion. However, for me, I I'm not going to be here at twenty years old and say consign him to the scrap heap. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just not like I I still think there's so much mileage to go. There's so mm. many peaks and troughs to go up and down as well. So um, I, I I do hear you, and I'm of the same opinion but only when they've shown me something. So, for example, Gendouzi, I'm willing to give him time. There are some people saying sell him. I think that's absolutely bananas because of what he has shown us over the 18 months under a a ridiculously shit manager. So I'm willing to give him time because he's shown me that he has quality about him. Saka, show me he's got quality about him. Uh, ESR, to a lesser extent, showed me in bits and pieces that he's got quality about him. Nelson, I just haven't seen anything. So... and he's had a lot of opportunities. He's had, he's had more opportunities than um, Emil Smith-Rowe. And he's probably had maybe a bit more game time than Saka. Maybe. So he's had the opportunities to put these so, uh, performances on the pitch. And it just hasn't, he hasn't shown much to me. So, so yeah, You know, with a player like Nelson, yeah. Well, I suppose what, what, what I want to ask is... Because um, I suppose I'm, I'm listening to, to you both. Um, the points that you're making about and I'll kind of... I suppose I sit in between. Like, he's... I've felt like um, like kind of sometimes I've I've been in favour of him and sometimes I've just written him off. But I suppose how long it's difficult to quantify like a time like by this time he'll be good. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. Mm. But I suppose for you, Sean, who's a bit more positive about him, like how long do you think is enough time if he's playing regularly enough for you to start to expect? some more um, consistent returns on him because that's what it is about for me it's about consistent it's about consistency it's, it's, it's funny because I, because I was having this exact conversation with someone earlier on today about like with young players it's, it's very like how much time do you give them like before you mm. start to say okay um, do you know what maybe it's not yeah. working out like I'm gonna and no two circumstances yeah, are alike do, do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard it's hard to know like how mm. long you should give someone like Iwobi was in the first team for about four years before we decided okay do you know what we're gonna yeah. start to, to yeah. sort of cut cut our losses on him what what I will say as well is that because um, Lewis's point was to that certain young players have, have shown him more than obviously Nelson and I totally take that yeah. point as well what I will say though with some players it's easier to perform irrespective of the structure some people really need the structure to suit them before you start to see their qualities a lot like I remember mm. you know when Iwobi first broke through 
Um, yeah. The talk all the time was that he was never even one of the most talented guys in the academy at the time. However, no, he, just he, just had a, hard. He, he had he had a skill set in terms mm. of what he brought that Wenger needed at the time in terms mm. of he could carry still the ball need. up the pitch. He was, yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, <laughs> still need. Um, yeah, he, he was a, he could carry the ball up the pitch. He was a, he was a combination sort of link man, which is why he made it at the time. Do you know what I mean? So it, 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 it all depends on, on, on the, on the qualities. Like with Nelson, it's kind of funny because I have never seen him as a true sort of one V one wide threat. So in the under 23s, he played a lot as a number 10. Um, that could also drift out wide. And on loan at Hoffenheim, he played a lot in the front too. So, um, mm. and so far, Arteta has used him, I think, twice on the right and once on the left. So, it, it, it's really interesting because I, I see him as more of a technical sort of playmaker. That's what I actually see in him. But um, I think, and, and I'm projecting here, but I feel like Arteta does want to use him as more of a sort of 1v1 wide threat. Um, I, and it, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Essentially, I don't really have an answer it, at the moment because, um, it, like, like I said, th- there's so many. Um, it's hard to quantify. There are so many different questions that we mm. still don't know. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and, I don't think, um, and I don't know. We'll know. It is. It is difficult to quantify. And there's another reason why I would look at potentially selling Nelson. Is I believe there's a market for him. So he hasn't shown me much, and I think. There are clubs that would take him at a good value, and I would sell him now while we while we can get the money because I feel like the money you can get for him if, if it's twenty twenty five million or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if people are willing to fork out that amount. But um, so, yeah, so we should only sell academy players with a buyback clause, though. Yeah, yeah, so, that's so, fine. You can put a buyback clause in there. Fine, absolutely. I, I'm not adverse to that whatsoever. <laughs> but um, that money can be used to be spent in other areas of the squad on, on players that I feel like you know are going to show a lot more than Reese Nelson is and that's why I just yeah I, I'd be I just wouldn't be adverse to, to selling him right now uh, that might be a harsh take but <laughs> yeah that's my, that's my thoughts on it the, the thing is I, I totally get the logic because at the end of the day like Reese Nelson has barely played and, and uh, according to the article today teams like Bournemouth and Norwich are willing to offer about 20 mil for him in, in isolation you're thinking just accept that do you know what I mean so but I, I guess for me at the same time, I'm kind of harboring hope in the sense that Arteta is coming and it seems like that's his, out of all the players we've his seen, project. His, that's his, his personal project. Like, that's, his, that's, yeah. that's the one player he's seen, he's taken, he's like, yeah. yeah. And, and and I think, do, do you know, um, managers like um, Pep, Klopp has said it, Poch has said it, and, and I'm assuming Arteta is going to follow the same line in, in, in the sense that they like working with young players in the sense that they can mould them according to their needs. So, yeah. um, I, so I, I that that's why I'm. That's the one reason why I'm not willing yet to let go, mm. uh, because evidently as well in the first like three four games, the improvements I've seen in players from uh, Torreira and Ainsley Maitland Niles are the two most I've seen that have had a sort of visible immediate improvement under him as well. So, um, and a lot was spoken about the work obviously that he did. Um, with Sterling and Sané at City, obviously I'm not saying uh, Nelson is that level and, he, and he's not close. But, and Zinchenko and Fabian yeah, Delphi. And, and well. do, 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 do yeah. you know what I mean? So he he did yeah. a lot of personal work, individual work with certain players as well. So I'm intrigued to see um, if 
we we see any developments. Like I said, ask me again in twelve months. But I, I would like to see um, Nelson under Arteta for twelve months before yeah. I sort of uh, make an yeah. assumption on that. Do, yeah. do, 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 do you know why I kind of like? You, you know what it is? You're making me buy into. You're making me buy into this. He as told, well. the, he like, told you, as you ain't a bloody, you ain't a difficult no, no, sell, no. are you? <laughs> Fucking hell! No, 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 I can no, sell no, shit. No, anything. Do you know what it is? Because oh, I'm so thinking about. No, 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 because I'm thinking about player development under, uh, like, just at Arsenal. Shabs, I've got an AP watch for, for for 500 quid, you want it? Yeah, why not? Back <laughs> it. <laughs> got money. Now, I'm thinking about it, and, like, unless we're talking about these generational talents like Cesc Fabregas and whatnot, who just came in and was just absolutely amazing from the beginning, we have had players who have come through who have either had to just find their way into the team because of an emergency or, or whatever. It hasn't really been like a a, a, a a strategic kind of pathway into the first team for players like Bellerin or Iwobi or whatnot. And they've just played. And Bellerin, the thing with Bellerin, when he came into the side initially, he looked good. And when he was playing on raw ability, he looked good. It was very similar with um, Iwobi. I remember Iwobi being introduced and like, he got something like he he got like a couple of goals and like a couple of assists in like his first six seven games, and it looked he looked good. He looked impactful. And that, but then after that, when he starts to get into the side more regularly now, when you see actually he's playing off more than just emotion now, and like you know all of that, like he actually needs to be coached throughout games. He's not getting the guidance that he needs, and you can see he's just being left to his own devices and to find his own solutions. And then we've obviously Wenger's gone. And then we've gone with Emery and we just don't need to keep going over that ground. So I am interested to see, all right, what is it going to be like for young players now who are at the club who who um, who are being pl- like planned in and around the first team and who are tr- like there, there is a pathway. And there is a pathway for Reese Nelson into that first team. Like There has been one. So why not give him the benefit of that? He's 20 years old. You see what I'm saying? There is a lot. And sometimes we don't see the best of players and like... I'm not comparing Reese Nelson to um, Mo Salah at all, but like Mo Salah, we only we saw the best of him when he came back to the Premier League, um, like to Liverpool. He wasn't particularly that good at Chelsea. I think all right, he done all right at um, at Roma. Do you see what I'm saying? So he was like what, like 24, 25, 26 before we started to see like raw actually, and managers just utilizing him in this way where he's become a world beater. So I'm not even saying that Reese Nelson's got that ceiling. But I, like it is, it is a bit ludicrous to like write a, a, a player you know off as you know young as he is. Do you know what the thing is with Nelson? A lot of people have not seen anything that suggests that he has a high ceiling. A high ceiling. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, you've heard a lot of, of him being one of the best players in his age age um, age range when he was younger, when he was 14, yeah. 15, 16, 17, throughout yeah. the youth teams. But since he has played in a in a in a, in a senior team and. Bear in mind, he, he's played some games on the winger, so he's been here for a while to kind of get his chances. And maybe not a lot of chances, but whenever people have seen him, they've kind of been like, nah, yeah, mm, do you know what I mean? So this is where it comes from with people. But, I've, I, don't but know with, he, I can't help Serge but think about Serge Gnabry. This is the thing. I can't no, no, help Gnabry but think was, about him. Gnabry was Gnabry showing was stuff, different. though. You could, saw, you could see the quality straight away. Like, with Gnabry, he impacted not- games. Spurs yeah. in the in the, in the he looked fit. He looked fit enough for senior Ponzi. football, man. 
Like, yeah, and he, yeah, he was he was there, man. He was there. I mean, Gnabry, I think there was injuries. But mm. with Nelson, I, I want to believe in him. I want him to do really well as well. But I just haven't seen yeah. that that it. And yeah. the thing is, you've got to see Martinelli came from the what, fourth division of Brazil. Mm-hmm. And you've seen he's it. Like, yeah. Martinelli is... So, yeah, Martinelli's a, a different gravy to, 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 to think, Nelson, though. And I think I he, is a, he is a player who could be a generational talent. Like, oh, I, 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 I believe yeah, in Martinelli. You should have to take that back. Oh, People are going to go on to you. No, 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 no. I believe in Martinelli. No, I believe in Martinelli that much. Generational. So something. generational for Brazil would be Neymar. Oh, generation, yeah, generational is too much, man. Uh, this is a different generation, man. This is a different generation. <laughs> I'm not even saying like yeah um, I, I, I've bought, I'm not saying that I'm sold that yeah Nelson's going to become a good player I'm saying I'm sold on the like actually it is important to give him a bit more time and let's see how Maybe. he is in the next yeah, 12 yeah, months like, I'm, that's very, what, that's what, I'm very interested in just from sure, a sure. fan perspective of Arteta and like being excited about Arteta's ideas I'm interested to see how he develops every player, especially the youth players. Because if it if he mm. does improve them, it's better for us because it just shows he's a, he's an absolutely amazing coach. But mm. I'm just looking at it from like a a logic perspective of look, if Bournemouth are willing to offer us 25 million for Reese Nelson, I really yeah, think we'd be silly to to, yeah. to to um decline it just because we you know we want to see how well he does under Arteta. Um, that's just my thoughts on it, but um, let's let's move on because um, we spoke we spoke a lot about the Leeds game and we prob- like we've got a, a tough game on the weekend against Palace. Uh, we've got quite a good record against Palace, which uh, you might be surprised to hear. Uh, I think everyone has like those uh, bad memories of that game where they fisted us up three 0 but we've actually got a good record against Palace now. Now, is this a question I was going to ask earlier? Is um, did Arteta struggle going into the Leeds game because it was a game we were expected to win? Uh, because you could argue the Bournemouth game, nobody expected us to win because of you know of how horrendous we were heading into that game. Also, we were away, <clears throat> so you know a win would have been nice, but no one really expected it. Obviously, and no one expects us to beat Chelsea and Man United. Maybe I mean, do you expect the win? Maybe after the performance you saw against Chelsea, you would expect the win against Man United. But this would be. Along with the Leeds game, this is a, a game where maybe you head into it and you think, right, Mikel, it's time to get three points. And um, how do you think... First of all, do you agree that this is a, a game that we should be winning? And secondly, uh, how do you think that affects Mikel and his setup and mentality heading into this game? Uh, Sean, I'll so, give this to you to start. Yeah, yeah. So, so firstly, I, I don't think we... I didn't personally, I didn't expect us to win any of the games. I felt if, if we wanted to do anything, we needed to. But um, it, it the, the first game, obviously, that we, we were expected to win was, was probably the Leeds one on um, on Monday. I don't think Arteta took anything for granted. Um, and he, he doesn't strike me as the sort of manager to do so. He, he's very meticulous and he plans accordingly for that. Um, and like he said, he relayed the message to the players. It's the players who didn't take it, in my opinion, seriously enough um, in the first half, which is why Arteta gave them that rollicking. Um, and obviously, that's how they reacted in the second half. As uh, uh, Against Palace as well, we might go in um, now that we've won two games in a row. Um, we might be seen as favourites. I've also seen that Palace have got quite a few injuries. Um, but um, I don't think the players will be as 
complacent and lax again one because um palace are obviously premier league opposition good side um very athletic very physical um good on good in transition so they can cause us quite a few issues um and at the same time as well i just think um that win in the second half against Leeds as well was vindication for Arteta's methods as well because um, he will be like, listen, you guys are not good enough to win off the back of talent alone. If you guys don't apply yourself in this sort of situation, you are not going to win. Do you know what I mean? And I think he he alluded to that as much after the match. He said, these guys, they can't afford to relax because they're not good enough. Do you know what I mean? So they've got to apply themselves in every single game. This is where you know we come back to the to the stuff around the non-negotiables every game. If you don't work hard enough and if you don't match the intensity um, of the opposition, you're already at a disadvantage because one, we're not a, a massively athletic team by nature anyway. So do you know what I mean? So we have to be able to compete first and foremost before our talent takes over. I think if we can match teams' energy levels, then eventually individual quality can start to show. And and, and that's been the case in, 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 in certain games as well. So, if we, so, so my kind of take on the Palace game at, on Saturday is if we can match the energy levels, if we go into it with the right attitude, with the right desire, I don't think we will be too far off a victory. So, yeah. Cool. Um, Shabs, do you expect any uh, changes to the team from, um, uh, well, yeah, do, do you expect like Arteta to go with the side that he's been uh, going with uh, in the Bournemouth, Chelsea, United games, or do you expect any tweaks for the Palace game in particular? No, man, I think but, but, uh, any bit, um, with the exception of any kind of like last minute um, injuries, I, I expect him to go with the same side that lined up against um, United. It was, yeah, United. I'd say I'd expect him to go with that. I'd expect Socrates to play alongside Louise at the back. Make the Nas has got to come back in. Kolasinac will probably start left back. I think if he's if he's if he's fully fit. But I wouldn't be against um, Saka. I quite like him there. Um, it took me a while to get around to the idea, but I quite like him there. In fact, he's looked Listen, decent Luke, so far. Luke, Luke, Elder, our productions knows, mate. Yeah, he knows yeah, that Saka's Elder, a left back. Called it, couple man called it. You and Olu. Uh, uh, Olu said uh, it. it was in there second first though. Yeah, Olu hasn't yeah. been. Olu's been on one pod. You, I bet. I bet you any money you won't see Olu for another three years. Yeah. yeah. So Olu can shut his mouth. <laughs> um, and then yeah, like I kind of expect Torreira and Shaka in the middle, and then like the front four. It's the front four. They kind of need to play. I think it will be the same really. Um, and yeah, I. I Arsenal have to get the three points, really. It's a matter of we have to get the win, really. Like, I, I don't think we can afford to... Like, I'm I'm optimistic in the sense that I don't want to talk crazy, but I don't like the way that we just get written off about um, our chances constantly. And I'm looking at it, and I'm not even thinking about top four. I'm thinking about just winning the next game. If we win our next game and Tottenham lose um, against... Liverpool on Saturday then we're, we're what, what we're level with them we sit about 7th 8th in the league we sit on about 30 points mm. um, we've got to play Chelsea you know Chelsea are on 36 they might win their game so they go to 39 if we are able to do one up against Chelsea again then we close our gap between them to potentially um, to 6 me, points selling it to me yeah, yeah so I'm just I'm I'm looking at it like I'm I think we just need to take it like a game at a time. Mm. But I think that the way that people have written us off when it's not 
it's not unforeseen. And a team like um, Wolves, although they're playing well, a team like Sheffield, although they're playing well, they can go like one win in five. It can happen, yeah. you know, like yeah, one, two I've, wins in I've, five. They can, those things can happen. People are talking like oh, it's unheard of. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell us a dream and say I'm not even trying to say yeah, top four. But the way that we get written off constantly in the media and it's like without ever taking um, like factors or circumstances into account. And I'm just saying, actually, if we win against Palace, we we have to win against Palace. But if we do get a win things look a bit different for us, you know, and you can start to see a bit of a pattern emerging points being picked up and then we just go from there. Well, Shabs, we are 10 to 1 to to finish in the top four. So That's good money, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, I think it was bigger than that before United game. I think we were like 20s. So it's good money. It just shows what a win it's can cool. do, eh? Um, Dan, uh, do you, would you be happy with... Um, the setup of of what we've usually gone for. Would you make any changes yourself? Would you continue with Lacazette up front? Uh, would you continue with uh, did Re- no Reece, did Reese Nelson play? No, Pepe played. Sorry. So would you continue with uh, Pepe and Lacazette in the tide? I'd go with the same setup. Um, yeah, I go with the same setup. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to kind of establish partnerships and relationships on the football pitch. Um, pause. No harm. But. <laughs> Yeah, um, it'd be it'd be good for Uzo and Pepe to play with each other again. Um, I think um, one thing about Atta as well is, um, is he's not freestyled, so people will have to be in their positions. People have to people know what they have to do and um, when to do it, kind of thing. So it's quite a rigid system in a way. And um, in order to kind of continuously build our automatisms, um, I think it's important for them to play with each other. Um, I think one thing that was um, pretty evident of the United game that that there already are some automatisms that we that we are doing, which is the 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 way they got Kolasinac in behind and then um, kind of pulled the um, pulled the cross back and Pepe would tuck home. So um, I think um, I saw an article saying that they trained that um, before the Chelsea game and even before the United game. So I think again um, the front line needs to play together. We need them to be productive and to kind of establish relationships on the pitch. And then that's why I'm doing that. obviously playing together. So let's do it. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. Sick, sick, sick. Cool. So there's one thing I want to discuss before we go um, and answer some listeners' questions, right? And it's the lack of involvement of Danny Ceballos. And I'm quite concerned and I'm not only concerned about Danny Ceballos, I'm concerned about the backlash I'm going to receive if this loan move, if he, if his, if his loan move gets terminated by Arteta this month, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna feel, <laughs> I'm gonna feel a bit stupid. But um, yeah, what are you lot's thoughts? Because he's been back in training now for over. Um, let me find out when he got back in training. Yeah. It's, it's, it was like. The, like Christmas was it? What, what, yeah, what, yeah. He's, he's what was his injury? Him. Yeah, he was back in full what was, training. Was it a hamstring, hamstring injury. It was a hamstring yeah. injury. Was a hamstring. He was back in full yeah. training before the Bournemouth game, and yeah. he obviously he's been on the bench in the last two games, but he hasn't yeah. touched the pitch. Like I expected him to start against Leeds. I can understand that. 
No, I can yeah. I, I, I can understand it to be honest with you. From what? Um, with a hamstring injury, the fact that he's not um, the fact that he's not played the fact that he it's didn't play in the last chance. league game, the last league game against United. Cool, I can kind of understand mm-hmm. that. Against Leeds, I would have hoped to have at least seen him off the bench. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was I was actually really surprised when I saw like Willock coming on mm-hmm. but I think I can understand right. it I wouldn't be surprised if he like if he doesn't start away at Palace and I, I, what I would expect is for him to come off the bench like I think if he doesn't I, I, come I, off the I, bench I, in the Palace game I'm then worried, man. you've got to start asking questions <laughs> I'm I, worried. I, I can't lie I, I can't lie for me the fact when it came over him against Leeds was telling boy I think for me that was telling that that told told a lot for me I, I, I think um one of the things, obviously, we, we've spoken about the non-negotiables in terms of intensity on and off the ball. Um, and I, I watched a lot of Sabayos in Spain and and I loved him there. But him coming to England, I actually didn't realise how slow he is. Mm. He actually runs like he's stuck in the mud. Like, do you know what I mean? So he, he re- like, even though he's press resistant, he's really, really good technically and stuff. And he could probably dribble away from pressure. I don't know if he can handle, like, the level of intensity Arteta wants like for 90 mm. minutes like do you know what I mean so do you, like obviously it was unfortunate like the the example that's coming to my mind is that game at Anfield back in August but that's probably not a good barometer to use against him but he just looked lost that there in it do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. that 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 that's just my kind of kind of worry also um Arteta's played 43-1 in every game and um I don't know where to use Danny Ceballos in this system because the role that Jack is currently playing very, very yeah. deep, almost next to Louise. So Bios can't do that. Um, and then why, why can't he? Yeah. Do that? He he's well one. He's no. Jaco is one. He's taller. He's stronger. He's more robust. He's better in duels. Um, and I think Jaco's um, got a better range in terms of um, passing out wide as well. So, and I just think he's. I, I just think he, he's more suited in terms of what um, Arteta wants. And also like. So Bios doesn't offer that same threat further up that Ozil does in between the lines as well. Mm. He's not a connector. So yeah. the only really realistic way he comes into this team is if we change to a 4-3-3. Yeah, so, like, I agree. I, I, I agree with you, in fact. I think this is what you're saying now. It's probably more a factor than 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 anything else. The formation and stylistically, like how does he how does he um fit into Arteta's plans? I think this is probably more a, a, a point than than anything else than injury than, than anything else so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a bit peak man like yeah, yeah I, I just I, I think what did I, I was expecting him to start against Leeds by the way um, same same yeah. I expected a lot more changes but yeah I mean I understand yeah, yeah. why he has I just thought yeah. the players would be knackered and needed a rest but I yeah. guess you said it earlier it was five days and we had to yeah. wait another week and, for a and, game and, so. also, and also now we're going into a stretch where we have like seven days in between games yeah. now until the Europa League starts in six weeks. So literally, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we'll see much, much rotation. Mm-hmm. Like now, if we're if we're having like seven days in between games, like and there's no injuries, mm-hmm. Arteta's virtually going to play the same team, team. which is good. I, 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 which is good. We, I which is yeah, which, which I which I agree is good because we need continuity. And also, the reason why he's also, in addition to the fact that, um, the reason why he's playing Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe. We need goals. Like mm. th- that's the most likely source of like. Obviously, I know Lacazette is Lacazette scored a few goals in December. Mm-hmm. They didn't mean anything because we lost all of them. Mm-hmm. But um, but he scored a couple. But obviously now he's he's going through that lean streak where he definitely needs a goal in it. Yeah. And uh, 
Pepe. He, he needs to get shots off, man. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he takes. He just needs he, to let the team go do, because. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what? Like the annoying thing with Lacazette is where Aubameyang will shoot on sight. Lacazette will only shoot if the circumstance is perfect for him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So he doesn't seem to. He's like, a he's a percentage shooter. Yeah. So he's like he's looking at the the he's he's calculating in his head like. What exactly. is the highest the probability of, yeah, of scoring? Of and, inch, but you know I mean? but you, some it looks like he's overthinking it sometimes. Yeah, like, he is, he is, and he is, and he the is. ball is getting away from him because there's been so many times that like, it's not going to show up on any statistical mod. Well, it will show up on some statistical models, but in terms of like um, xG, it's not going to show up. But the amount of chances Lacazette has had in the last four games where he's been slid through and just not managed to get a shot off but to get the shot away, you know, even against Leeds, he had that one in the first half you know where he had it on his left and he just didn't and he shoot just, yeah. and, and you're like just shoot but it's ridiculous like, because then um, I think it was Jack Harrison literally like two minutes after that maybe even less now like 30 seconds later Leeds broke went up the field Jack Harrison in a very similar position wouldn't say Jack Harrison is a better player than Lacazette but he managed to get a shot off you know yeah. and he forced a save out of Martinez I think and it's just yeah. like it's it's bizarre, but Lacazette's doing a, a lot of good work for the team yeah, right now. To, so to, to, yeah, to be fair to him, to caveat the lack of goals, um, I know obviously like we don't want to get <laughs> we don't want to become one of those guys like oh he's working, but he's he's like say, but he has actually played what like I thought against United for example he yeah. was good um, he was. against yeah, Chelsea. but the, listen, he, he can work and still get his shots off. Like, he can, he like, can, hundred percent. No, no, no. No one's disputing that. No, no one's disputing his, his lack of get, get, getting shots off. But I, I do feel like um, Arteta wants that focal presence in his team. And as mm-hmm. much as I love Oba, um, he, he just, he just he's doesn't not give it to the level like his own. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he's not going to. He's, he's working hard, man. He's working yeah, hard. Yeah. So and, I, 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 can't, I can't fault Lacquer or Oba. They've, in all the games, yeah, them and have run their socks off. Yeah, 100%. And interestingly enough, like, that they've run their socks off despite being reportedly the two players who want to leave the most. But exactly. what do you make of that? But anyway, let's move on to some listeners' questions before we uh, wrap things up. So I'll try and get through all of them, actually. Um, okay. Let's start with Cantona25. Do you... Why is his name Cantona? And he's an Arsenal fan. Okay. Fair enough. Do you think we are... We as a collective are getting carried away with Arteta. I'm praying that he's not, that he's just not another Oli. So I'll start with this one. Um, I don't think he's another Oli because I think I, I think I said this when Oli first um, came to the club and he was winning games. I think if you look at the underlying performance of those games, I said it. I said United are going to come unstuck very very soon. Things are falling. Yeah. F- things are the falling in their favour. There wasn't much difference to when um, they were playing uh, under uh, under um, Mourinho. Things were just falling in their favour, and sooner or later the performances are going to balance out. And we've not seen that on Arteta. We've seen a drastic change. We've almost seen like a 180 in terms of performances, intensity, effort levels, all of those things, even even quality. So I don't think we're going to see another Oli. I think Arteta is the real deal. Quite how good he is, I, I guess we're going to find out. But um, I don't think we're in danger of having another Oli in our hands. I think, I think we've... I like, think we just... Get... Go on, Trav. No, I was going to say, and I think just in just in addition to that, I think there's a there's a um, 
infographic that went up on Sky with some stats as well, and they were talking about Arsenal's um, impact under Arteta's Arsenal impact, sorry, and um, they've got like a whole host of numbers. So I think my man can entertain himself, Cantona, with um, with the numbers, but it's crazy. It just shows you like that that the, across almost all metrics, the team are just performing. Brilliantly in every aspect is like shots faced before Arteta per game 16. We're now down to 12. Um, build up attacks per game before Arteta two. We're up. We're up to four. Um, Ten plus pass sequences before Arteta per game 11. We're now up to 15 under Arteta. Interceptions 13 per game. 59 ball recoveries per game. 101 sprints per game. 112 kilometers covered per you know distance covered per game. Like uh, across all measures. You can see that there's improvement. So, um, it, 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 even if we are getting carried away, it's hard not to. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you can see, like, the numbers tell us, the eye test tells us, like, the team are performing better. They're bought into yeah. this guy's ideas and and, 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 and it, it looks like there's belief in him. And everything that they're saying as well, what the players are communicating with us, the fans, um, you know, uh, what Aubameyang's saying in the, in the match day programme, the captain's notes, they're all talking about the positivity and they're happy to buy into this guy's ideas because they believe in him. And, 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 and we can see the results. We can see what that means. We can see, we can see it in terms of everything. Do you know what's really important now is just to kind of have a larger sample size. So what we were able to do with Oli, obviously, was after like 10, 10 games or so and look at expected goals and then actual goals, how many they have scored and expected conceding, how many have actually conceded. And if that kind of um, if that kind of lines up, it's a it's a good indicator of um, what way it's going and um, on how positive it's, it's going to develop. Um, so we just have to kind of play more games and see more indicators. Obviously, the Palace game will be very interesting. Um, as Luis mentioned, it's one of the games where we actually expected to win. Now um, um, he's built up a very strong base, and uh, I'm confident. Um, and I don't think he's similar to Oli. I think um, Oli had the Ali was a bit lucky in the sense that he came in with a good run of result and um, good run of fixtures. Hundred percent. That's what I was just going to say. We're going to have yeah, a more balanced uh, yeah. fixture list where you know we've played two hard games. Now we're going to have a run of like some winnable fixtures. So we're going to have quite a exactly. uh, the, the, the sample size is quite balanced in terms of games. Sorry, sorry to cut in. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, let me just finish this point quickly. The fixture list, and also, um, Marie completely exiled their best player, Pogba, so, which was absolutely stupid. So, Oli, all he did really was bring Pogba back into the side, and he, he, played, he, he played amazing for five, six games, and that was a huge contributing factor um, in terms of morally. The players knew Pogba's back. We're going to be able to get the ball in the final third, and um, Pogba made a lot of things happen. So with um, with us, it was not really like that. So I I don't think they're the both situations are um, the same. There are obviously some similarity, but um, I think we we're probably getting away get carried away a little bit. But I think over um, a few more weeks we'll see that um, it was justified. Oh, so so what what I was going to say was that. I don't think anybody's gotten carried away. How, how do you define getting carried away? I've not seen a, a single Arsenal fan come out and say, we're going to win the Premier League. We're going to win the Champions League. In fact, yeah, maybe it's the enthusiasm. Okay, so what, what, can, can, I, can I not be enthusiastic Nah, man, you know, you know what football fans are like these days. Any, bro, as soon as Arteta loses a football game, yeah, and like, as soon as, yeah, say we lose against Palace, yeah, yeah. The, the knives are going to be out, mate. They, they, yeah. The knives will be out. It'll be disgusting. It'll be nasty. But do you know what the mad thing is, yeah? We, we've cab- 
everything that we've said, we've caveated. We've said we've looked better. We've looked positive. We've also said for us to maybe go up another level, however. Agenda's happy run, isn't it? Back, do you know what I mean? Arteta needs to be backed in the transfer market. And we've also said that our expectations aren't high for the rest of the season. We said the main thing we'd like to see from Arteta is an... Talk that Yeah. No, but that's, but, that, but, but that's what we've said, though, to be fair. And, yeah, that, but, but you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of sensibility here in this conversation, yeah. but some, so I do get some fans, every, every football club, you get some fans who are just wild. And, okay, you know, wait, if they sorry, tend sorry, to have sorry. a louder voice, they tend to kind of dominate Shad, what I, the perception I, I, is of all, of I, I, all fans I, I, of that I, I, club. Mm. I hear you. I've not heard a single fan come out and say anything wild. Like, literally, I've not heard a single Arsenal fan come out and say anything wild. So, that, to combat the original point was, are we getting carried away? We're not getting carried away. Mm. We've, prayed the, we've praised the positive facets that we've seen so far. And we've said, cool, uh, we will have ups and downs. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's still going to be games Arsenal lose this season. Do you know what I mean? However, mm. it's losing in terms of the process in what, you know in what, what so manner we are lose, we going to lose those yeah teams? if we're losing we're like right, you know what we've lost however I've taken this I've taken X or like the Chelsea game for example we lost but we took X or Y from it do you know what I mean so um, and, and we know that it's part of the process to get better as well so yeah do you know what I mean no Arsenal fan has even said we're going to get top four this season so they said it's not it's not ruled out but it's highly unlikely yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah so I don't think anyone's got carried away sorry yeah cool Let's yeah you make you make a very good point there. I agree with you man yeah um, Sam E underscore 91 asks do we really have the bag to cop Ziyech this month and then go back in for Upamakanu come summer and who is the more realistic signing if any so where's this Ziyech uh, rumour coming from I haven't seen anything about Ziyech I've seen Upamakanu obviously but um, no, I haven't seen anything was, about Ziyech there was some Ziyech chat today wasn't there was there was he is, is he on the move I've, I've, I've seen I've seen some news stories saying he's got like a forty three million and we can get him. I don't mm. think it's going to happen this month. I don't even yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be very interested. In forty three million. I mean, he was. I mean, it was available for about twenty five in the summer. Yeah, so I exactly. believe no one went from there. Must so, be something yeah, wrong there. There must be something I mean, wrong. There's a whole host of Ajax players that I can't believe no one went for. To be like, for, for me, it's a myth that mm. Van der Beek is still there. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, Zierk as well. He's another one. Struggling this year. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. you know, and and you have to question that that you know what what happens when um, there's no De Jong in that side to carry the ball up to him. You know, and is he being asked to because he does a lot of damage further up the field and he combines very yeah, well with De Jong, but bro. but De Jong's not there. So you know, is that part of the reason why he's struggling? How's the, and I don't know how Ajax are performing overall, um, apart from in Europe, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I coming back to the question. I don't think Arsenal got the. I don't think we're we're out to do big business this January, honestly. Um, mm. But that said, you can never tell with Arsenal. You don't know because Arsenal ain't the type of club who goes out and who flaunts what 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 they're gonna do. Like we don't air our stuff out in public, and um, all these reports, I never believe them. Yeah, when it says like we've got this amount to spend or that much, like in the summer when they were saying oh we only had forty mil to spend. Arsenal are never, ever, ever going to come out and tell, especially not no Sky Sports news reporter, that we've got 40 mil to spend our transfer budget. No team, no, no big team operates in that way. So, um, you know, I just, I think if, if, if we do business, it will be like, um, it will have to be like on a deal that we just can't pass up on because the quality is of such and the prices of such that we will be stupid. 
um, yeah, to, I, to, to not go in. And I think otherwise, it's a loan. It's a loan. It's a loan. It's a loan market for me. It's a yeah. loan thing for me. You can the only Upa bring Mekano in one. one I'm more inclined to believe simply because we've been linked with him for a, for a very long time now. And AFC Camden, I know, man, I know his track record's looking a bit, looking a bit, you know, a little bit. Might have to be time for Camden Cam if he uh, if if he flops with this one. But the thing um, with Upa Makano is that they're in a title, they're in a title fight, they're in a title yeah, fight. His team, but he's got and... release clause, isn't it? Yeah, he does. He does have a release clause. I don't think so we're going to really acquire him contractually. Don't, don't really acquire him by. But I don't think we're going to acquire him by uh, meeting the release clause. I've, what's it, his release clause? Is what like eighty? No, at no the it's moment? less than that. It's less than that. I think. Is it? So I think we could acquire. I think if we put up full, I think his release clause is at eighty. But I might be wrong. I think if we put up forty, fifty, I don't think they necessarily let him go right now. But doesn't um, he go for like? They, doesn't it like the release clause go down or something? I don't. I, well, I don't even. Yeah, know what's it going does. On. It does. It it does. It goes down as he as he gets closer to his um, contract expiry date. Mm. But wasn't it a hundred mil in the summer? Mm. Um, gone, and so it will it will reduce. I think by the point of next summer. Mm. And when's yeah. his contract end? Twenty twenty one. Only, I think his current contract goes to twenty twenty one. So when is the last time Arsenal have actually signed a player in general? I think it was Aaron Lenny, wasn't it? For ten mil. So mm. the only way we sign someone yeah. he's a long term target if we've, we've been got, watching we've got him got for Dan, a while. We got Reyes, man. We got Reyes like years and years and years ago, like freaking years ago. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We've never, we never have. We got. We got Arshav in that time. But but yeah, but but I, I, yeah. I, I, it's very I, rare. I, I, I take I take yeah. the general point. The only thing that um gives me confidence with Upamecano, you know, there's been so much smoke around his name with Arsenal for time for time. Mm. We and had a bid that, rejected in the summer as well. Yeah, yeah, we had the bid rejected in the summer as well. So I, this is one I do believe can happen, but I don't think it's it's not one of those. Uh, yeah, I agree with Shabs that I, I I don't think that can happen now because they're in a title race. I think if we do it and if we can do it, it's one we agree for the summer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. so similar to like, alright, cool, agree like a fifty million pound deal. He's going to come in the summer. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think yeah. everyone will be calm and happy with that if, if it happens. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah, take yeah. it. That's all I can see happening. Oh, did we, did, when do we we signed Aubameyang in the winter window? No. Yeah, I, oh yeah, true. We signed all by Oh yeah, we and, did. And we Mkhitaryan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we oh, definitely shit. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, Uber yeah. incoming. Uber <laughs> incoming. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of business? Apart from Lacazette, though, what kind of what other business did we do that summer? Uh, yeah, just Lacazette. The summer before yeah, we signed Mavra it, Panos. it was just Lacazette. Yeah. And Marvel Panos, yeah. Oh, so, and, and Kalasic. Yeah. So I think Arsenal have to learn. Ultimately, Arsenal have to learn from previous mistakes. And had Arsenal taken um, the winter window more serious last season and got a reinforcement of some sort, especially a defensive one, that would have been the difference between top four. So there are lessons to be learned from 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 that and taken from there. And there is something that I I, I hope I'm I'm hopeful. We'll be able to get a smart piece of business done. So yeah. what, what, whatever that looks like. So if it's a loan, then it's a loan. If yeah. it makes sense, then I'm 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 not going to be too fussed with it. As long as it's a player who's actually going to come in, ready to go into the first team, cool. not a player who's going to come in and you know is going to play like for six minutes here and seven minutes there and 
you know, yeah. blah, 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 and then we'd never see him again, and then he becomes, you know, banter. Yeah. Ban- ban- um, let's, but, um, right, let's do some quick-fire yeah. questions before we wrap things up. Um, so D.H. Banks asks, Upa, Kanate, or Zagadu? Which one would you prefer? Well, that Zagadu guy, whenever I watch him, he's getting turned inside he's out. Whack. So, yeah, he, I'm he, not interested in him. He's whack. He, he's a lay yeah. guy, man. Don't want it. No. I saw I him again. Right. I would have him on... Oh, man, remember the Tottenham Champions Canate's League game last rash. season, man? Casualty. Canate's I think... a bit rash, but he's, he's, he's a bit rash, I think. I think McCann the best out of the three. Yeah. I think Konate, the injury concerns me a little bit as well. You know, he's injured at the moment, isn't he? Or he's coming back from a long-term injury. So who does Konate? I'd, I'd, he's at Leipzig as well, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they're top of the league, so, and both their centre backs are injured. So they yeah, have like I, five centre, five six centre backs. They've Leipzig. got good players, they've got, man. They've got yeah, yeah, Mukulele, yeah. They also yeah. have Billy Orban. Orban, yeah, yeah that's, that's what got, I was going to say. Orban's injured, yeah. They, yeah, they've got Ampadu on loan from Chelsea as well. They've got Ben. Yeah, Ampadu doesn't even play. Do they? Is Ampadu at Leipzig? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's oh, there. I didn't realise. Where, where did I think it was somewhere oh, else? Oh, you, man, on, yeah. on reflection, would, would you take, um, what's his name? Nkuku, or whatever his name is, a place for Leipzig with Good? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know. He's, he's been looking good for them, you know. Is it? He's got some, he's got some PMP. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who? I, I don't who? know about this. Take who? 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 Shit, man. Who? Which player? The guy, the geezer from PSG, the 22-year-old from PSG that, oh, we, were, that we were gonna get on. The one that Emery was trying to get. Mm, forget it, man. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't know. I don't, about know. That, I don't think so. I don't yeah. know about that. Um, all right, uh, next one. Uh, okay, no, I'm not, we're not. We've done. Okay, Blue Emperor. Who do you think are our biggest rivals for the Europa League? Inter have Syria out to focus on. Man United are dead. That leaves Wolves, Leipzig, and Ajax. Well, if we buy Upamecano, we can, you know, weaken Leipzig no. a little bit. La- La- no, La- Leipzig finished top in their group. They're through. Oh, so what's Blue Emperor talking about then? Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> they are in the yeah. Champions League. They're in the Champions League. Well, what the team. fuck is going on, Blue Emperor? Well, also, did he mention? So I- I'd say so Sevilla. He's missed out Sevilla. Yeah, I'd say Ajax, Man United, um, Roma, Sevilla, probably. Salzburg. Salzburg, yeah, yeah, but they've lost. Uh, yeah, no, 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 they've lost Haaland, um, Haaland, and and that yeah, and that Minamino, yeah, Minamino, yeah, oh god, yeah, Minamino, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid of any of those teams, though. Nah, I, I, I do. Do you know the funny thing is, like, before we got Arteta, I, I thought Olympiacos with Pamas, you know. Same, now same. I feel like I was worried about the away leg. Yeah, yeah. If mm. if we can come back with like, even if we lose, like, if we get the away goal, come. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we lose, like, if we get like a one-one draw, or even if we lose two-one, mm. I think we'll turn them over at the Emirates, whatever. But yeah, we'll lose one, I'm probably yeah. not afraid by any of those teams. Sevilla, <laughs> we'll I think. We yeah, can, yeah, we can yeah. Beat yeah. Them. United, but, but, I'm not afraid by Ajax. Yeah. I'm not afraid of Ajax. Inter Milan, yeah, they've got quality, but you know maybe they'll be focused on Serie A. They are pushing Juve, yeah. aren't they? I'm so, not, not going to gonna lie to you. When, when, I don't want to park Inter. Honestly, I don't want to. We always do well against Italian opponents. Yeah, we 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 also like we have quite um a record against Conte as well, bro. So I don't even mind playing. When has Conte ever done well? We do. I prefer it later on. I'm not scared of them still. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not scared of them, but yeah. Yeah, you would rather you'd rather not buck them like next round. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be. I'm not even gonna be. You know, it's not the Europa League's not gonna be one of them draws where I'm like, oh, I hope we don't get them. It's under Arteta. If we if we carry on playing how we're playing, 
I would be confident in beating all of those teams, if I'm being honest. Um, and mm. I think we should probably take the Europa League quite seriously because that looks like our... I think we are... Let's have a look. So we're 9-1 to one to win the Europa League, 10-1 to one to get into the top four. But I feel like we have a bigger chance of winning Europa League than we do... Um, of course. Of the of, of course, the, yeah. the Premier League, you know, uh, of, of finishing top four. So I think the odds are a bit weird in that respect. Um, okay. Uh, Tai Gion M asks, considering all of the forwards we have who are under 23, who do you think will end up solidifying their place in the first team and who won't? So this is interesting because obviously um, we got Eddie back. Um, I'm assuming he's going back out on another loan, is he? Yeah, so apparently um, it's uh, to either Bristol City or Sheffield Wednesday. It looks like it's happening. Mm, so, okay. but, yeah. Bristol City and should have gone in the in the first yeah. place. It looks like I I just saw as well. Um, the James Bench tweeted that um, there are pre- there's Premier League teams queuing up to take Smith Rowe on loan. Right, so, okay. so he, he hasn't uh, been in the squad for the last two games, has he? Like, yeah, he's favorite. not been in the squad the last two games. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're assuming he's he's going to go out on loan yeah. as well. So, um, it's interesting that Premier League clubs want him, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I was him because I don't think he's going to get the game time. Yeah, it's, do you know what? That is, it's, it's a fair point. Like if I was him, I would drop down to a championship. Yeah, hundred percent. Play every start. week. Play, Play every, every week. week. And, and and the thing is that there's what sometimes people need to understand. They're like, oh, they want them to go to a better team, but there's literally no harm. You got to remember, Mason Mount played a whole season at Derby last season. Mm-hmm. Tammy is now starting for Chelsea. He's had two. Four seasons in the championship with Aston Villa and Bristol City, where he banged yeah. over twenty goals for each team as well. Yeah. Like, I, I just think there's a lot to be said for playing just regularly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um, it was the same because remember, second half of last season, Smith Rowe went on loan to Leipzig, for, and he he did he basically didn't play because he was injured as well. Yeah. So, I just think with him, he needs to stay fit first and foremost. Yeah, because if he has and another then, loan where he doesn't play, where does that leave him? You know, that's yeah, another he, year wasted. Yeah, last year was a year wasted. You start. You have to start looking at him. You're 20 years old. You haven't played any first yeah, football. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I, I think, these kids, they got to play football, man. They have to, like you have, and they have to make decisions on where they go based on. Um, you what know, I would say I'm, is I think we're being a, a lot more smart with the loans now. So the Eddie thing, obviously, there was that clause in. Look, if you aren't playing X, Y, Z, we're recording yeah, you. So six back. months in, yeah, yeah. he hasn't matched. He hasn't met the requirements that. Leeds said it would so boom loan terminated you're going out somewhere else where you're going to get the minute so I'm hoping but you're not going to be able to do that for this loan spell Emil Smith-Rowe once he makes his bed he's going to have to stay there to the rest of the season really because once the loan market closes it's closed you can't do anything else Yo, it's make or break for him really you know to kind of prove himself to have a strong case come back to Arsenal yeah I, I, I can't even lie, I'm, I'm quite worried about him because mm. I, I said from early, like, personally for me, he was the most talented. But unfortunately, if you keep getting injured, like, time is just going to pass you by. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he really needs, like, for him, actually, more than anybody else, it needs to bang. It actually needs to bang for him. So, um, like, with with, um, with someone like Eddie, I feel like we're going to sell him eventually. I feel like. He did Eddie, enough on his loan spell. Yeah. Yeah, he well, Eddie's got like eight goals. I think yeah, seven, that's eight what goals I'm saying. Leagues, yeah, so and if he gets like another seven, eight second half of the season, you could easily sell him for like you can get 20 more for Eddie, 100%. And I'll and and he'll, easy, and he'll go easy, yeah, yeah. And plus, um, the, the reason it's easy to sell Eddie is because one, you have Martinelli who's a shooter, mm-hmm. um, and also I really like the look of the ballon when you coming through, okay, but he, okay. he's. He he looks even more impressive than than Eddie to me. One because physically he's already Specimen. much much bigger than Eddie is, and he and he's just he's just as fast as Wendy, and mm-hmm. he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. This is his first season at under twenty three level, and he's banging. Mm-hmm. So um, 
So yeah, I, I, I would the, the other one is obviously Tyrese John Jules. Yeah, a lot of people like him. I, mm. I, I, I haven't no, seen him. Not, 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 not for me, not not for me, boy. And also, he doesn't have much like PMP either. So, mm-hmm. jammy like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not for me. No. Okay. Cool. So, you, so you would say the best out of all of those are, um, well, obviously Martinelli is head and shoulders yeah, above so, everyone. So, yeah. so, 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 oh, so Martinelli is the best one who will have the best career as well. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I still obviously I've got I've got my Nelson stocks. Um, I think Saka. It'll be interesting to like like we said. We all think he should be a left back. It'll be interesting to see how um, Arteta utilizes him once Tini's back up to full fitness. Because obviously, then you've got Tini and Kalasinac. But I would happily um, let Kalasinac go in the summer and let Saka be um, Tini's understudy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but yeah, um, but I think Saka will be here long term as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'd say uh, at the moment I'll say Martinelli, Saka, and Nelson will be here long term. Okay, that's what I think. Cool. Yeah. Any differing opinions on that? No. No. I largely agree with that. Cool. All right. Uh, last question before we wrap things up. It's from uh, God. The names aren't easy tonight, are they? Coffee Aloba. I'm assuming he's Ghanaian. Um, he asks, "What do you man think of Akra? He's straight from Accra. Oh, Hope you had a good time in Ghana this uh, this this winter, mate. Um, he asks, "What do you man think of Ake? Too short. Too short." I'm an advocate for him, you know. I got I, yeah, I, 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 I like people jumped the group chat with 800 messages about bloody Nathan Ake, mate. Yeah, no, I think people jumped on me, but I think essentially, um, I don't think he's the worst option. I get the point about I get the point about his height. Um, for me, there's, there's there, there are a lot of strengths to his game. If his height is the only issue, he's five foot eleven. But his height. Um, so I know what, I, I hear what you're saying, but when you look at his stats in terms of aerial jewels, it was quite low. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that is what I would say because I, I do hear he looks like he's got good spring, but unfortunately, height is just one of those natural uh, physical attributes that you that. Not, it's not necessary, but it just gives you an extra advantage. And mm. in a team where we already lack height, I would say it's an issue, especially if you aren't winning. If you were a freak of nature and you're five foot ten and you're winning absolutely every duel, then I then I would understand. You know what I'm saying? But not... more to... Yeah, but I want to know more to it as well because the aerial duel, the, 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 the numbers it are doesn't. the numbers. It doesn't. You're right. The, the, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah. yeah. So aerial duels, the percentage that is one five. Is there something about the way that teams play against Bournemouth? The Bournemouth yeah. face an exponentially large amount of 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 of, yeah, can, of, of crosses into their box or their, yeah. you know yeah, yeah so it's you would just it's, want it's, your centre back being more than one in two aerial the thing is, Ake is, a, Ake is yeah a hundred yeah definitely I would but there, there's loads of things that are good about him that I would also like you know the fact that he's quick um, mm-hmm. you know we don't have speed the at the back well. I would take he's that he's good ball, he's very good on the ball mm-hmm. he'd be a good distributor he's flexible in terms of being able to slot in at left back as well mm-hmm. so he's the option there. Um, you know, even bringing the ball into midfield as well, he's an option there. He's an international footballer. Um, you know, he's playing for Holland as well. Would he qualify as a homegrown back. player? He's a homegrown player. Okay. Yeah, he's homegrown. I'm you, sure you know he's the homegrown. Thing, the thing is, though, the, on, the only way I would really be on buying players from the Premier, from the Premier League if we can cut the, uh, get them at a cup price. Yeah, he's going to be too expensive, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to be very expensive. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be very expensive. Yeah, I just, I just don't think. Um, I, 
instead of signing him for the money they probably want from me to sign the season yeah. at the backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're asking me, like, yeah, what do I think of him? I think he's a good footballer. If you're asking me, should we sign him? Yes, but that's dependent on who else. If you're asking me, should we sign him over Okamakano or um, Demiral? No, no mm-hmm. way. No way, Jose. I'm taking them all day. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying we've got opportunity to bring him in now um, and we've got the money to spend on him, uh, should we? Yeah. If we're not going to bring anyone else in, should we bring him in? I'd say, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, let's do it. Why not? You know? Um, I think he improves us. I think he adds, he strengthens us. He adds quality. And it is about strengthening where you're weakest and we're weakest in defence. So, Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Let's leave it there then, lads. It was great having you on. Um, you know, if you guys want to go check out my beats on MySpace, you know, they I was are still say, for sale. Like, you know what I mean? They are, I mean... <laughs> I could, you know, I could probably sell one to Wiley for his next dubs. Do you know what I mean? Oh so. man, Wiley's done out here, man. Wiley's finished. <laughs> finished, man. But yeah, uh, lads, it was it was great to have you on. Obviously, guys, remember to use the hashtag, which is Touchdown Frackers. Follow us on Touchy Gunas. Leave a, a review on on iTunes for Touchdown Frackers in general. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully discussing. Cheers. over 30 drinks from cosmopolitans to old fashions at the push of a button just insert the pod press start and enjoy each drink works pod contains real ingredients and premium spirits for a limited time get 50 dollars off the home bar with promo code holiday go to drinkworks.com to order now Drinkworks, press play keurig is a registered trademark of keurig green mountain inc used under license please enjoy responsibly sports social podcast network